Welcome to Hastings Outdoors, straight from the Mississippi Flyway to your hearts. Let's go! Welcome to another episode of Hastings Outdoors. I'm your host, Andrew, coming to you, not live in any way, shape, or form, from the one, the only, the world-renowned Hastings Outdoors studio, located in the even more world-renowneder, famous, or all inappropriate, or, uh, and not words, whatever, not words, vocab, I don't know, school books. Uh, welcome to the Hastings Outdoors studio, guys, located in the Dream Building Garage. Come on in, kick your feet up, have a seat, relax, enjoy the show, guys, enjoy the show, welcome Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I will say, if you guys are joining the live audience today, I hope you brought a parka because it's a little cold in here today. I don't know if the camera's going to pick it up at all, uh, at all but uh, you can almost, I, I don't know, you might be able to see my breath. Not sure. <laughs> Any who's it's, guys. Um, let's dive, let's dive on in. Um, leading off with the mission statement, which is sharing my waterfowl and outdoor experience to promote the participation and conservation of our natural resources. Good stewardship, guys. That's what it's all about. Enjoying it, but taking care of it also. And so, with that being said, let's get into the let's get into the podcast, guys. So, oh man, uh, first off, I, I would like to apologize that the podcast is a fuzz later than normally scheduled because, oh man, I recorded one yesterday. Uh, usually I do it the day before. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, I was having issues with the camera. Well, I finally got the camera working and, and whatnot so I can record. And then uh, I forgot to mute the microphone on the camera. So it sounded like a whole lot of reverb and it would drive you crazy. So <laughs> round two for this podcast. Here we go. All right. Okay. So having fun. Having fun, guys. Um. So, guys, uh, as I talked about a little bit, well, not a little bit, a lot of it, really, in the last episode, got to get the outboard up to spec here, okay? So, um, been working on that pretty much this week. Uh, haven't had the most time to do it, but I've, I'll have time to get it done, and uh, hopefully today I can have it all wrapped up, buttoned up, ready to go. Uh, spent a little too much time trying to get this podcast going, so who knows? I may have to cut it short. I don't know. We'll figure that part out. Not too worried about it, but, so, guys, um, I needed to do do a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of TLC, a little bit of preventive maintenance, whatever you want to call it, a little adjustment on the 87 Johnson. So, uh, for those of you who haven't listened to the previous episode, uh, the 1986 Johnson that was on the Dragonfly 3 originally, uh, well, it's no longer on there. Um, had to do a switcheroo because 
Um, for whatever reason, I was burning out uh, starter solenoids. I gave up on replacing them and just started jumping it. And then it got to the point to where it would run, but uh, after a few minutes of running, it would shut off and then um, not run anymore. It was uh, it wouldn't want to start back up. So I'm not sure if it's a faulty overheat sensor. I'm not sure what is going on with that thing. But I decided, hey, I've had enough of it. I've had enough of it. So uh, I had 1987 40 horse Johnson, oh, uh, a, a one one model year newer outboard. I uh, know, pretty fancy. Uh, sitting in the garage, uh, now it's not a tiller steer. Neither of them were tiller steers. So I had to make my own little tiller handle. And uh, this one actually had the throttle controls and all that stuff, so I didn't have to uh, reuse slash make something for that. I just had to find a way to mount it and so on and so forth. So a lot of mounting to do, guys. I had to get the outboard on, or get the old one off, get the outboard new one on. Well, the newer one. <laughs> uh, get the newer one on. Uh, mount the throttle controls, uh, yeah, lots, lots to do. So I got all that done and uh, was able to go hunting last Saturday with Alamo. Um, if you guys, uh, again, I'm going to refer you to the last episode. If you guys have not listened to that last episode about the hunt recap with the uh, the most recent, as of this recording, hunt with Alamo, definitely check it out. That's why Senior Quackers right here is on the table forever. More details in the last the last episode, guys. Um, Sorry, Alamo. I, I know that probably triggered you a little bit there, buddy. We'll get through this together. We'll get through it. Anywho, so, <laughs> woo! It's a good day, guys. It's a good day. Um, so, I got it. I got it all ready to rock, okay? Or so I thought. I knew the throttle... No, sorry, not the throttle. I knew the shift uh, cable was a slightly out of adjustment. I thought I had it good to go uh, before the last hunt. <laughs> Turns out, I did not. I did not at all. Um, got to the boat ramp, realized there's no reverse and forward, forward. I have forward, no reverse. Um, yeah. Anywho, got past that hurdle. Um, and then at throttle, it was just a fuzz pass idle. So the throttle and, um, shift cables needed adjusted. Got that done. Good to go. However, the, the big issue that I found with it that was most concerning was that the it didn't seem it didn't seem like the impeller slash water pump was working properly. Therefore, I dropped the lower unit, checked the impeller. Now, that's usually the culprit. It's a 1987 guys. If it was if it was anywhere near original, uh, the impeller that is it, it was probably overdue to be replaced. It is a rubber a rubber you know really pump turbine really that's what it is but uh for those of you it looks like a a fan blade with vertical blades but it's rubber and what it does is it spins in the housing spins in a tight housing and sucks water up pumps it up through the uh the coolant system the coolant uh voids and stuff on the outboard the block all that good stuff spits some out so you know it's working it keeps the engine cool from overheating es muy importante um and the last trip, I didn't see any water spitting out, so I needed to do something about it. So I figured that the impeller just needed replaced, and that was it. No big deal, right? It's not a big deal. I think the kit for it's like 20 bucks on Amazon. It really doesn't take that much time to actually change the impeller itself, but on this particular style of Johnson, it takes a minute to get the uh, shift linkage, uh, the shift uh, shaft, whatever you want to call it, uh, to get that unhooked because it sits right behind the carbs, right under the block, and right behind everything. So I had to take the starter motor off. I actually did end up pulling the uh, the the cover off of the carbs, and um, just to get access to this thing. And I I had to uh, disconnect the shift 
uh, lever arm dealio, uh, so I could I could remove the the linkage and then drop that all down. That took the most of the time, but I finally got to checking that impeller, pulled the housing off the water pump, and uh, the impeller looks brand new. Well, that's slightly troublesome. If the impeller looks brand new, it's nice and pliable, no dry rotting, no nothing. I mean, it literally looks like someone uh, took it off a shelf yesterday and installed it. So, donde esta la agua? If the impeller is new, where's the water? Good question, I know. Okay, so. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having fun. Uh, so, I was looking at it. I reinstalled everything. Looked like it was looked like it was okay. There there wasn't any any obvious or logical reason based off what I experienced or saw to say that it shouldn't be working. And then uh part of the the uptake side of it, uh which shoots the water up the the shaft of the motor into the the voids and yada yada, the cooling voids, the cooling cavities, whatever you want to call it, around the block and all that jazz. Um there's a cast housing and I believe it was missing a, a rubber grommet, basically a seal, which connects to the tube that goes up to all the coolant system and then out. And so with that with that seal missing, that's probably what it was. I'm not too sure. Uh, fortunately, I was able to find one here locally. Um, Clark's Marine, my go-to. Uh, they were still my go-to. They didn't have one on hand, but they uh, informed me of someone who did. I picked it up, got it good to go, and I got to get it put back together. So there's a lot of work to do still, guys. Uh, the hard part is not reinstalling the lower unit. The hard part is putting all the stuff back together. <laughs> it's really not difficult. It's just time uh, because I've got to get that, that the shift uh, arm, I'm going to call it, uh, that goes up the, uh, up the outboards to the shift linkage. i got to get that. Uh, all hooked back together, uh, get the throttle and shift cable back in their proper position, um, and then, uh, you know, get the starter cover back on, uh, or starter cover, goodness gracious, get the, <laughs> uh, get the uh, carb cover slash breather, whatever you want to call it, back on, and then I have to reinstall the starter. Um, it's just time, guys. That's all it is. It's really not that difficult. Uh, for those of you who are are... are you know, thinking, hey, you know, someday I'd really like to uh, do what this crazy guy did on Hastings Outdoors and uh, ch- trade something for a, a John boat and build it up myself and then get an old outboard and maybe needs a little love, a little tune-up, something like that. Don't be bashful. Um, there's actually a, there's a lot of videos on YouTube, but not a lot of them are very helpful because eh, you never know. You never know. There's a lot of makes and models. There's a lot of years out there. So if you guys are interested in doing this, what I recommend doing is getting a uh, service manual for whatever said outboard you are 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 going to get, or or you have, and that will help you tremendously, as well as YouTube, internet, forums, Google. It's your best friend. Now, granted, there are some things I don't rec- recommend a novice trying to do by themselves, um, just because you can make things a lot worse for yourself. Uh, and and honestly, you're. There are certain things, like if you want to do a complete rebuild on, say, a, uh, a 48 Special 2-stroke uh, Johnson, you know, late late 80s model. If you want to do a complete rebuild on that, um, I believe they sell kits for it. But if you're not familiar with, with the process, you're not familiar with 2-strokes, you're not familiar with the outboards, you're going to, you're going to find yourself... Basically, you're going to get to a point to where you can't really 
move forward. And then you're going to have to take a bunch of parts to a marine mechanic. And that just creates a nightmare for them because you, you're somewhere in the middle of the process. They have to figure out where you were. And a lot of times, uh, I'm just throwing this out there, a lot of times uh, a, a good marine mechanic is going to start the process all over just to make sure you didn't miss something. Now, that sounds good. That's nice of them. That's proper, right? Well, they do that because their their name's on the line. And um, the only downside that, that to that is is you're not saving yourself any time. You're not saving yourself any money because if they have to restart a process that they could have just started to begin with, uh, you didn't save anything because you're going to get charged for all that labor. And if you boogered up a part, say you were uh, swapping out rings or something like that, and you boogered it up, didn't do it right, whatever, you scored the uh, cylinder wall, something like that. In anything you mess up, they're going to most likely fix if they catch it. And so you're just kind of doubling down. So there's there's some things I don't recommend doing. There are there are some things that I think you'd be just fine doing. But the biggest thing is don't be bashful and um, don't be too shy. And and worst case scenario, if you find yourself in over your head, stop and call somebody. That's all there is to it, guys. So long story short, got a lot of work to do on the outboard. And um, hey. I'm going to get it done. Don't worry about that, guys. We'll be ready to rock for Saturday morning. Getting after them honkers, guys. Uh, so, that's the, the season project update, which is kind of it's kind of a bummer, guys, because I did not want to be this late in the season and still getting things situated with the boat. But, hey, that's it's an old outboard, guys. Uh, that outboard that's on there now, the 1987, is two years older than me. So... And I know I, I I need some maintenance here and there, a uh, little, little help with the, the knees and elbows and cartilage and joints and whatnot. So, you know, I get it. I get it. It's not the age. It's the mileage. It really is. So, that being said, didn't want to find myself in this situation, <laughs> you know, late season where everything, I'm, I was hoping by now everything would be ready to rock, but hey, that's life. You got to roll with the punches, you know? You, you if life gives you lemons, just throw them back at it or something. I don't know. Whatever that saying is. I'm not really sure anymore. Uh, but roll the punches, improvise, adapt, and overcome. And stick to it, guys. Um, don't give up. Don't give up. Sometimes. Most of the time, don't give up. Okay? We'll put it that way. Be smart. Um, so, now that I got the, the, the unfortunate season project update out of the way. Uh, season updates, guys. So... Uh, for my area, this week right now is 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 uh, goose only. A um, bit of a split here in the old duckaroo season. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of frustrating. It's kind of frustrating because this past weekend, and well, Sunday evening into early Monday morning and most of Monday, we had a large cold front uh, winter storm system, whatever you want to call it, uh, come down from Ontario land and pushed down uh, through the, the upper Midwest, and I don't know where it went from there because I wasn't paying that much attention, but we got cold temps, we got high winds, and we got snow. So I've been waiting on this. I've been waiting. I mean, I think most of the, most of the upper, upper portion of the country, the upper you know, Midwest, the upper uh, whatever, uh, West Coast, East Coast, everybody in the northern latitudes has been um, waiting for... A, a normal, normal-ish. <laughs> what does that even? What does that even mean anymore? A normal 
uh, weather system to come through that would normally and typically in an average year cause waterfowl to migrate. So you get a big front coming up from, you know, say me specifically northern Indiana. If there's a big front coming from Ontario uh, and it's heading generally southish, southeastish, maybe a little bit, um, that that's a good thing. It should theoretically and and hopefully push birds to this area. And it seems to be that that's that's kind of what happened. I didn't see a giant push and a giant migration. I didn't see I didn't see tons and tons of birds flocking in. But then again, I haven't also been able to scout a ton. I've only been out a few times this week so far. But both times I've been out, I've seen man hiccup thing going on here. Okay, I have no idea how loud that is. I might be extremely loud in your guys' ears, but hey, there's that. Um, but I've seen more ducks in the area. Um, I've I've been steadily seeing a, a, a an influx of of Canada's. Um, I know there's there's got to be snow geese around here uh, somewhere, snow geese around here somewhere. But I, I guys, I haven't seen them. When it comes to the goose world, I am a complete novice, and I'm pretty pretty green uh, with uh, ducks still. Um, but I, I had, do have more experience with ducks. So there's that. Uh, when it comes to the goose side, guys, I'm still learning. This is actually the first year that I've actually pursued geese. Um, and so the steep learning curve yet again. I, I, I don't know. I, I just like throwing myself right in the middle of things, I guess. Um, but, uh, hey, I don't mind a steep learning curve. I like the challenge. But so I, I, I really haven't been able to determine whether or not I've, I've seen a push of Canada's. Uh, I can only imagine that there was to an extent. I don't, what extent, I don't know. But I have seen more ducks in the area, mallards specifically. And that is promising. The only downside is that <laughs> it's a split week. Uh, so, so yeah, no ducks this week, guys. Ducks comes back in December 26th until, I believe, January 3rd. Um, if you guys are in the northern zone of uh, northern Indiana or Indiana in general, um, check your regulations, check your dates, all that stuff for yourself to verify. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to give anyone the wrong impression and then get popped with, uh, with, uh, hunting out of season. That's, that's no bueno. Um, so I'm seeing birds guys. I'm seeing birds. I'm getting excited. The downside is I can't do anything about it, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> been a good day it's been a good day guys i got one more day left of this week after that hunting saturday after saturday it's christmas eve and then after christmas eve it's christmas i know you guys can look at a calendar and you know how that works but i'm still saying it anyway okay so <laughs> Ooh, um it's kind of frustrating guys because finally we got this system that came down it seems like it pushed birds uh, to my general location in the the area of Norte de Indiana and um, <laughs> I can't do anything about it <laughs> it's so frustrating so the hope is guys that you know the forecast as of right now guys as of right now for my area keep in mind this is my area guys I'm talking about me talking about my experience I don't know what your weather's like I haven't looked at what your weather's like in uh, Missoula Montana just threw out a random random town there. Um, so I'm gonna pull up the weather one one more time, guys. Give you guys a little forecast and kind of kind of what's going on in my general my general vicinity here. So the 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 hope is that we had this front come down from the Ontario Canadian lands uh, from the the flat ham slash whatever thinly sliced ham bacon land maple leaf territory um, had it come down <laughs> from Canada and it. It was a decent winter, whatever you want to call it, system. Uh, 
And so the rest of this week, guys, the temperatures, it, it, the temperatures are steadily increasing. And so my hope is, and I'm sorry if you guys south of Indiana, south and whatever, in the south zone of Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, and everybody else down there, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, you guys way down there, whatever. I do apologize. I'm being slightly selfish here, but my hope is that since, you know, the high today is 44, tomorrow's 45, Saturday 49, and from there, guys, it goes up into the 50s and stays in the upper 40s until next weekend. My hope is that that push of birds that hap that happen to come down, they follow the follow the storm, got in front of the storm, however it works out. The birds that push down and migrated, I'm hoping that with the weather staying extremely mild and, and above average for this time of year in the area that they will hang around long enough for me to take a whack at them um, come December 26th. We'll see. Lord willing, it'd be awesome. It'd be nice. But hey, you never know. You never know. But I'm definitely going to get out there and get after it. I've got time off to get after it. And I should be able to hunt uh, uh, quite a few days here until the close of duck season for sure. And um then a little bit even after uh, for getting after geese. Um, so it, it's looking, I'm, 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 I'm optimistic. Maybe a little too optimistic. I'm not sure, guys, but I'm optimistic. I mean, that's all I got, right? You know, Indiana is not known for being a lights-out state when it comes to waterfowl hunting. Are there good opportunities? Absolutely. Are there birds in the area? Absolutely. Is there a chance anytime you go out that you could see something, get something, or it could be a great day? Absolutely. Is it always? Not really. Um, so it's a little bit tougher out here, guys. You got to be a little bit crazier than average, I think, to uh, seriously waterfowl hunt in Indiana. Um, but that's where I live, guys. That's what I got. It's what I got to work with, and I'm making the best out of it. I, life gave me lemons, and I, Nolan Ryan, first pitch of the game, threw those back across the plate. And uh, yeah, so. I still need to figure out what that phrase means. Um, but I'm optimistic, guys. I'm highly optimistic because it would be a nice, a nice little, um, a nice finish for the season. <laughs> End on a high note. Really, the, the only high note of the season. It's been rough. It's been rough. And and for those of you out there who uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what seasons are still in, or, or where they're still in, where they've closed, that kind of thing. But for those of you who are, who are still battling and facing the end of the road for a really tough season, um, I feel you. I feel your pain. It has been a a slugfest of just trying to get out there, trying to play the wind, trying to find birds. It's been a grind without much to show for it, for the most part. You know, there's a little bit here and there, but it hasn't been very steady. It hasn't, at least for me personally, I haven't had a, a really good hunt um, this year. Um, now, uh, last Saturday was the best hunt I'd had all year. And then we had a front come through, and I, I'm seeing more birds, so I'm optimistic for the future. But it has been a grind. Um, but I wouldn't have any other way. And once, once uh, duck closes for, for good until the 2024 season and once uh, goose closes until next year it's going to be it's going to be rough guys it's going to be rough i'm uh already <laughs> already not looking forward to what they what they call the duck depression um I, I i don't like that term because depression actually is a serious thing um but hey that's fishing season i guess we'll we'll figure it out from there who knows it, it, so basically duck season doesn't really end. It just turns into, um, hunting. It goes from hunting to prep 
slash fishing in between. And then it comes back around and you're back in the season. So it's all good. It's all good. Um, anywho, oh, hopefully optimistic guys and hopefully fingers crossed, Lord willing, it'd be nice. It'd be nice, Lord. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Did he just pray for ducks? Kind of, kind of did guys kind of did kind of not really. I'm not sure. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. And so, um, I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. It's been fighting with uh, fighting with the outboards uh, and tweaking things on the Dragonfly Three. Found a found a hole in the kayak. That's never bueno. Um, I knew there was a hole previously because I bought it used off the old marketplace, and um, the previous owner had patched a hole. And uh, well, that patch uh, that that patch failed. So <laughs> it, it actually, it was uh, when. Almo was with me. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> we found some water in the kayak and uh, drained it. And then when I got home, I realized, hey, I've got a uh, got a hole in the kayak, so I had to fix that temporarily. It is not beautiful. It is highly functional, but not beautiful and not uh, not permanent to say the least, and not going to stay permanent because I plan after season, <laughs> if I can, to properly patch it. But until then. A band-aid will work for now, I guess. Um, and by band-aid, I mean a ton of silicone and, and stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Just don't drag it. It'll be fine. As long as it's not you're not dragging the tail of it, we're good to go. Good to go. I did put a little bit of a skid plate on there to hopefully prevent and hold everything. I don't know. It's gooped together. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So far, it worked. It worked last weekend. Um, so there's that. I really haven't checked to see if there's water in it since then. But it didn't seem like it. So I think we're good to go. Oh, last weekend was a crazy, crazy hunt, guys. Crazy hunt. And so, for the third time, go check out that last episode. It's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. I didn't, I didn't get to cover all the details that I wanted to. And honestly, there were, there were so many opportunities and and, and small groups of birds. You know, uh, a couple solos, couple, couple two pack, couple three pack, couple four pack. Once in a while, I think I saw five or six at one point in time. But there were so many birds just kind of coming through the area that it was hard to keep track. And I feel like I missed a lot of it, but that's okay. And so, I wanted to, uh, I left these out here. One, because I was recording some sound bites, uh, which uh, you guys have heard already. <coughs> Got that going. And I was going to record a honk uh, with this call, but I'm running out of time. I got to get the outboard done, so I didn't have time. Maybe we'll get to that in the future. But um, I wanted to give you guys an update as far as the whole goose calling thing goes, because I've been kind of uh, kind of keeping you guys updated on that and sharing my experience with that because it's been a struggle to say the least. So I'm just going to throw this out there. And yes, I am going to say names of brands because I'm going to tell you my experience with those brands. That's not to say that those brands are bad. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not trying to diss or bash any particular brand in general, but I'm going to tell you the experience I had. And it could, it could have been, could it, could Okay. So could it have been that I got a, a, a defective call? Perhaps. Could it have been that, uh, I don't know, maybe something happened to it? I don't know. Was it a quality issue? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so benefit of the doubt for sure, guys. But I started off with a, uh, oh, I don't even remember what it was called now. So let's do some, some, uh, some research here. Go to the L Google and um, see if I can get that name for you guys. Um, Okie dokie. 
All right, so it was the Primos Honky Tonk, and I bought this thing a while ago, guys, just to see, just to see, because I, you know, I was, I was thinking, I mean, it's probably before season, uh, so late, late summer, early fall, somewhere around there. I bought this call because it was, it seemed like an okayish price, and I, the reason I, I picked it was because of the price range for the most part, uh, because I wasn't sure if I, if I, I wasn't really committed to, to getting after the honkers. Oh, the old Canada birds. I wasn't sure. And so I didn't want to spend a lot of money and and end up not really caring for it, whatever. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't long after that I immediately, or I, I shouldn't say immediately. It wasn't long after that I regretted that decision because for whatever reason, the Primos Honky Tonk uh, Canada Goose call that I received or purchased, however you want to look at it, um, it, it just wouldn't stay anywhere near close to any kind of tune, which is kind of crazy because the way that call set up is pretty much plug and play from the package. Um, there's not a whole lot of adjustability, tunability, whatever you want to call it, uh, that you can do to this. But for whatever reason, guys, um, it just didn't, it, it just, it wouldn't, it would never make the same sounds more than once. And there were several times where I, I, I took it out, you know, I cleaned stuff off just to see if maybe that would help it. Uh, reassembled it, got the reed back in there, got the wedge back in there, and you can only put it in a certain. You can't, you can't assemble this wrong because they have a little, a little slot that the reed sits in, and then that, there's a, that's the only way it sits in there, guys. And so it's kind of, kind of foolproof ish. And so it was a short reed, and I, I knew nothing about goose calling, so I did a lot of research and was trying to get the honk down, you know, the cluck, and just the basics, the basics, guys, you know. And uh, I could not get uh, consistency out of this call. Uh, you know, I'd go to, I, I'd go outside uh, and, and try to do a, a, just a basic honk. And um, I, I'd get a few in there, and I was still working with, you know, trying to figure out how to get that call, to br- that read to break over, all that stuff. So I was trying, trying to just, just figure it out. And every once in a while, I'd get a honk-ish sound. And I was like, well, okay, maybe I'm just getting there. And so I practiced with this, with this call uh, for several, several hours, several, several days, uh, a long time, guys. I actually did put a lot of time into this call. And it, it got to the point where I realized, okay, wait a minute. I am, I, 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 I am repeating the same thing I just did two seconds ago. The same way, the same, the same air delivery, air presentation, uh, the same motion with my tongue to get that to break over, and instead of getting a honk, it, it just kind of broke the the reed over, and it gave gave like a loud whiny. So instead of the honk, it was the whole time, and and so it was frustrating. And so I I would I would see okay maybe I dropped it uh, something ha- I don't know maybe something happened. Let me see if something got in there. So I'd, I would break the call apart uh, just to make sure everything is as it ought to be. Put it back together. It would sound great. I'd practice with it for, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it may be. Uh, set it down. Uh, go do something else for a minute. Then come back uh, a, a little bit later and back to the same thing. It was just erratic. And I could not get any consistency out of it. It, would, it, it either wouldn't break over or it would just It sound like it was stuck. Uh, stuck in a, a broken over position, which doesn't make any sense. Because that's not really possible, um, and so I, I, I was just frustrated. You know, is it my air presentation? It, what am I doing? Am I? Is it me? Is it the call? I don't know. And finally, I said, you know, the heck with it. I'm sick and tired of fighting this thing. I've had enough. I threw it in the trash. Threw it in the trash. I'd rather not have 
I'd, I'd, I'd rather not have a goose call than have a crappy goose call that I cannot depend on. Now, that's no, that's no, that's no judgment against Primos. That's no judgment against that call. I'm sure there's someone out there who, who's had that call for a long time and loves it. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it one bit. I, I've had several Primos calls over the years with uh, uh, whitetail calls, I think some turkey calls, all sorts of calls. Um, and I've never had too much of an issue out of any of them. Uh, but that goose call, for whatever reason, I don't know if, if maybe it got dropped. I don't know what it, what it, what it may be. Uh, but it just, I, I couldn't get it to work and run consistently. So I said enough's enough. I was just getting too frustrated with it and not getting anywhere with it. And so I did some research uh, to actually talk to a couple of buddies and, and so on. And I finally just bit the bullet and got a new call a while ago, I should say. Um, been meaning to talk about this for a minute. And this is the Molt Gear, uh, was it GO-2? It's one of their, one of their cheaper calls, guys. It's, 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 it's one of the, the, the cheaper, lower end of their price range calls. But, um, yeah, much better. Much better, and I'm I'm trying to try to do a honk as best I can, and I'm no I'm not that great at it by any means yet, guys. So I try to do a honk as best I can. I'm still working on the whole hand placement thing and all that stuff. I still have a lot of of, of stuff to learn and develop uh, skill wise, but um, we're getting there. We're getting there. So <laughs> within about five minutes of picking up this call, uh, boom! There you go. So there's that. The other call I tried whilst I was trying to figure things out and trying to figure out how it goes is Primos again, uh, based off the price range, because at this point, uh, this was before I got the Molt Gear call, and I was, I was so frustrated and so just desperate. Uh, but I, I really wasn't sure if I wanted to bite the bullet and buy a decent call. So for $17-ish on Amazon, the Primos uh, Canada Goose Flute. I tried this thing, and... and <laughs> Uh, everyone on the interweb says that, you know, like most guys nowadays are going to be rocking a short read call. Uh, but, uh, this, you know, the flute style call, everyone says, Hey, it's a little bit easier to learn little, you know, more gradual learning curve or learning slope, whatever you're going to call it. Yeah. It, it, I don't know, guys, I'm, I'm still on, I'm still on the fence with this. I keep it around, but the, the thing is, is when I do use this, I, I tend to use it like blow it like a short read. And it's really loud, and um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it was it was as easy to pick up as other people um, may have uh, led me to believe uh, via the internet. So, uh, just word to the wise: goose calling ain't easy. Uh, no matter how you shake a stick at it, and your best bet is to find someone, talk to someone. If you know a buddy who's close enough, say, "Hey, man, can I can I try something? Try one of your calls." Or, or is there something you'd recommend, whatever it may be? Get some help. Get some information. Uh, calls are one of the things where you can't really try it before you buy it unless you know someone who's got it. And they're nice enough to, to let you borrow it. Uh, I would definitely recommend, you know, like washing it or something. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, the Canada Goose Flute from Primos. <coughs> Sounds kind of weird. <coughs> I'm just blowing air through, guys. I'm not trying to do anything fancy here but so guys yeah it i wanted to share that with you guys because i bought a cheap call and got cheap results i i, I think that's really what what it boiled down to 
And so on top of that, on top of that goose call, I had an early Christmas present, another early Christmas present for my wife. So thank you, sweetheart. I really appreciate it. Uh, from Power Calls, uh, she got me this goose call. I, I wish they would have put the model on it, guys. I really don't know which one it is. I'm sorry, guys. I probably should have uh, looked that up beforehand. But hey, yeah, so I got another decent, uh, decent-ish call. It's a little bit different, a uh, little bit... Uh, um, it's definitely different than the the molt gear. It seems like the diameter is slightly smaller. I'm not sure, uh, but uh, you can't really. I, I feel like the the molt gear uh, can can take more uh, more air uh, before it gets weird. Whereas this one, you have to really kind of judge the the air presentation right. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's still learning, still new to it, but I like it. Yeah, see, I'm trying to blow it like I blow the molt gear. I can't even get that honk out there, so. Still learning, guys. But, hey, there's an update for you guys. Uh, and hopefully hopefully you can learn from uh, my experience. I don't want to call it a mistake, uh, even though it seems like it was. I'm not sure. The jury's still out. But um, learn from my experience. And, guys, this molt gear uh, was a Geo-2, the Go-2, whatever. I'm not sure what they call it. it. It seems go-to would be a good name, but I don't know. Um, it was 50, 60 bucks, and I'm not really sure how much this power call was uh, because it was a present, but I think it was more than that. So there you have it, guys. If you guys are uh, trying to find an affordable-ish uh, call for yourselves, there you go. Or ask for one for Christmas. That helps, too. Um, <laughs> so if you know anyone in your family who's a last-minute shopper, uh, I highly recommend the Molt Gear. And uh, whichever power call this is, I do apologize, guys. I should have looked up the uh, the model on that. But this one from Rogers, uh, this one I can't remember where I ordered it from. I do know that if you go to Molt Gear's website, they're out of stock. So uh, you're going to have to find it somewhere else. Uh, but, yeah, so there's that. So, guys, uh, the, uh, the weather's looking promising. Um, still getting south winds, which is weird. It's so weird. I've had to completely flip the script on most of my spots because most of my spots are, uh, most of the spots I found <coughs> last year in my first season are kind of for uh, west-northwest winds. Yeah, I finally used that cough button. Um, and so I've had to flip the script and really, really just branch out and try to find different spots. So, uh, fortunately, I've stumbled upon some good ones. Onyx has definitely helped with that. Um, and so the weekend is looking promising. The, the forecast, I, I, I'm optimistic. I'm going to say it again. I'm optimistic. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. We'll see how it turns out, guys. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anywho, so this this coming weekend, guys, I'm hoping, uh, I'm pretty sure Alamo is going to be rocking uh, rocking with me, going to be joining me on the Dragonfly 3 to get after some honkers, and I think his buddy Doc, uh, codename Doc, the names have been changed to protect the innocent, um, Doc uh, may be joining us, and that'd be cool because I think Doc has a lot more experience with goose calling and goose hunting, and so that would be nice to uh, to learn a little bit and, and to... Uh, um, basically for once have someone teach me that doesn't that isn't a uh, a content creator <laughs> that kind of thing and and you know i can do a honk i can do i can do a moan uh, i get cluckish cluckish i don't know i don't know guys 
I'm not too confident on it just yet, uh, but I'm getting there. Practice and practice and practice and practice. Practice. practice, 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 practice. All right. So, guys, uh, it may be it may be a three pack in the Dragonfly three. Um, there's plenty of room for it, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, if, if 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 Doc goes, we can get uh, maybe get Doc Alamo and myself on the podcast. We'll make uh, Alamo sit in the middle, lift the console up, and he can sit on the hump seat there. There's no hump hump on the floor. It's uh, definitely just a, uh, a concrete floor, guys. And I don't know why the dogs are barking right meow. I don't know. I don't know, guys. It's confusing me. Uh, but uh, maybe we can get them on the podcast for a hunt recap. Uh, maybe Alamo, I don't know. So, Alamo, if you're listening to this, let's figure that out. Unless it's a really bad hunt, then we won't talk about it. We'll just, you know, eh, we didn't see much. We'll leave it at that. Uh, but, um, yeah, promising, guys. Promising, promising. Uh, looking good, and I'm super excited. I'm I'm really anxious to get out there because, especially after last weekend, guys, seeing more birds, uh, saw many many ducks, uh, not as many as I'd like to see because, well, the more the merrier because I need all the help I can get, and um, saw two very large groups of Canada's. So we'll see how it goes. I'm still, believe it or not, guys, I'm still doing research on hunting uh, geese and uh, specifically hunting Canada's from the water. Uh, that's about the only, I mean, I do have, oh, this is frustrating. So the only, the only thing I have available to me right now is water hunting. Not a big deal. That's what I like. Uh, mostly because I've never field hunted before. Uh, that's in the works. I'm preparing and making preparations, making plans for the next season to have that available to me. Uh, going to get some different gear, going to get some different decoys, that kind of thing. And, um, uh, and open up my options as far as that goes. Uh, and I've, I've already got some spots scouted out looking pretty promising, but, uh, this year I'm pretty much stuck to water and that's fine. I like it. I like hunting from the boat. It's pretty gnarly. And, um, so I'm still looking up, you know, uh, tips, tricks, techniques, you know, uh, how to, how to do your spread, um, like location, stuff like that, uh, all that kind of stuff. I'm still trying to orient myself to, um, a, a goose mindset, if you will. And, um, apparently, apparently goose hunting on the water is a little bit harder than the field. I don't know. That's what maybe, I don't know. Don't know, but uh, steep learning curve and I'm up for the challenge guys. So worst case scenario, I'll learn the hard way, but I'll learn, I'll learn. We'll get there. Um, anyways, it's so one last little tidbit guys. I, I want to share this with you. Some promising news. Um, yesterday, as I was recording the the first rendition of this podcast, which I'm kind of glad I, I'm redoing it because yesterday was kind of eh, it's kind of dragging. It wasn't too wasn't too uh, positive about it. It felt like the podcast was kind of just. But uh, today it seems a lot better. So there's that. Um, I'm overusing that button a lot, and I like it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. If you guys don't like it, nah, it's all right. Um, anywho, it's so. Alamo uh, yesterday, uh, so the 20th of December, 2023, uh, he rang me up right before I was going to do the podcast, and he told me, he said, hey, man, my gun is ready. It's ready to pick up. He had to order his shotgun, and uh, he called up his go-to spot to order guns or purchase guns, firearms, all that good stuff, um, and uh, he said, hey, they called me. It's ready. The only problem is I made plans to have guests for dinner. So I can't go get it. (laughs) 
bummer, dude. And so hopefully today, um, this podcast actually, it's it's Thursday, guys. I do apologize. I should have had this. I, I was hoping to have this scheduled for the wee hours in the morning uh, for today, but it's gonna get it's gonna get out there one way or another, maybe. We'll see what happens. I don't know. But so hopefully today Alamo was uh, able to pick up his shotgun and, and whatnot. And so possibly, I don't know, maybe today, maybe Friday, sometime in the near future, we're going to try to get some shells downrange and see how that thing patterns, that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just going to wing it. We'll see what happens. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that, guys. Uh, experience goes a long way, but it only goes so far. Uh, but I, I'm optimistic. Uh, Alamo and I have been shooting firearms for a very long time in our lives uh, since our youth, our, our, our early, early youth. And um, we are, I don't want to brag and I don't want to sound braggadocious by any means or cocky or arrogant or prideful or anything like that. Uh, but uh, we are competent with firearms. That being said, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, definitely, definitely an update for that. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll just be driving tacks out there. And rolling birds left and right. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's that'd be cool. That'd be cool to witness. Uh, but I don't know. That's all I got for you guys. That's all I got. There's a lot going on. I got a lot to do and a short time to do it. So that being said, if you guys could do me a massive favor, please, I appreciate it. Help your boy out. Uh, support Hastings Outdoors. And I don't mean with money. I ain't worried about that. Uh, like, share, subscribe, follow. All that good stuff. Leave a comment, rate, thumbs up, whatever it is, positive stuff, or even even not so positive feedback. As long as it's constructive, I'm fine with it. If it's just negative, then you're no one's ever going to see the light of day, or it's not going to see the light of day. So it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Uh, but uh, guys, uh, for real though, like, share, subscribe, uh, all that, all that stuff. I would appreciate it. Um, help me out. I'm just trying to get the word out there, trying to share my experience. And, I, you know, the main reason, I mean, yes, this is just a hobby. I'm passionate about waterfowl. I'm passionate about the outdoors, fishing, hunting, all that stuff. Um, and I like to share my experience. So that's that's the, the driving factor here is, to, like I said, promote participation and conservation of our natural resources while sharing my experience. Um, but... I'm new to waterfowl hunting, guys. Uh, yeah, I had a season under my belt last year, and this is my second season, but I'm no expert. I'm still learning, and I like to do a lot of DIY stuff for the blue-collar working folk like me. So, send it to Grandma. If Grandma doesn't have Spotify, see if she's willing to download Spotify. If she doesn't know how to do that, then help her with that. Be, be kind. Be kind. Don't force Grandma to download it. That's just rude. It's not respectful. But hey, if your Grandma might like it, share it with Grandma. No? Okay. Um, but <laughs> send it to somebody you know. Uh, share with a friend. Share with a coworker, colleague. Uh, share it with your boss if he's cool. If he's not cool, then don't share it with him because I don't, I, I don't... We don't need them here. It's okay. We'll pray for them, but we don't have to associate with them. There's a difference. But that's all I got, guys. And I got to... I got to hurry because I got to get this podcast done. Got to get it all put together. Get it uploaded and all that good stuff. And work on the outboard. So, <laughs> that being said, you guys have a great day. Hang in there. You're almost to the weekend. You are almost to Christmas. And I hope you guys have a, a very, a very good and blessed Christmas. Uh, remember, Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. That's why we celebrate Christmas. And we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, in case you didn't know, that's why we give gifts, guys. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, and uh, it, show some love to somebody. Help somebody out if you can. And uh, really just show the love of Christ to the world. That'd be great. Get out there, 
Stay safe. Get after it. Get some meat on the table and hopefully some meat in the freezer. And until next time, guys, I will catch you later. Get to the chopper! Bye! Check out Hastings Outdoors on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening.